Hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. On this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Michelle Mueller, Countywide Human Trafficking and Sexual Violence Coordinator in the Department of Family Services, Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. Now, Michelle handles sexual violence education for domestic and sexual violence services. And we're going to talk about uh, domestic and sexual violence services, sexual violence online learning series, which is a year long online series about raising awareness about uh, uh, various sexual violence topics. Michelle, first of all, thanks for uh, being on the County Conversation podcast with us. Thank you. Absolutely glad to have you here with us. And uh, a lot of uh, domestic and sexual violence services in that, uh, that introduction. Uh, can you kind of give us a little background for folks that may have not heard past County Conversation podcast when we've uh, uh, had the topic of domestic and sexual violence services uh, come up? What exactly are we talking about when we say domestic and sexual violence services? Well, domestic violence is when your partner could be your spouse, could be your boyfriend, girlfriend, um, abuses you in some way. So it could be physical violence, but it could include a range of other emotional violence, financial abuse, all kinds of controlling your children, controlling your behavior, spying on you, all those sorts of um types of harassment and abuse of your partner. Um, sexual mm-hmm. violence, as you might guess, means sometimes takes place in the context of that domestic violence relationship, but more often is from an acquaintance or a stranger, someone who um, exploits or abuses someone else in a sexual manner. And so um, we have a range of services that we provide to both domestic and sexual violence uh, victims. We have the countywide hotline, 24 hour hotline. And that number, while well, I can get it out, is 703 360 7273. Anyone can call anytime and um, is not just a hotline in terms of can refer you to services and do crisis management, but is also an emotional support line. So if anyone just has questions or is thinking about something that happened to them in the past and really just needs to uh, deal with that with someone, they're there for you. Let me let me interrupt you and make sure I got the number right. 703-360-7273? Yes, and that is okay. 7273. That's 360 Rape. That's the original rape hotline that we started in 1975, still going strong. So All available right. 24 hours. 24-7, yeah, 24-7. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry to interrupt. I just want to make sure we got the number right and we'll repeat it again. Go go ahead with uh, what you were saying. I'm sorry. Oh, thanks. Um, and so we have that hotline service and we also have more long-term counseling services, um, which we offer for free to survivors and um, their parents or partners or children who are in need. We offer counseling and group counseling and alternative forms of therapy like art therapy or um, really trying to go the extra mile to do what that victim needs, that survivor. We also offer um, all forms of legal advocacy, helping with protective orders and um, referring to lawyers if someone needs custody help or other issues like that. We accompany victims to forensic medical exams. Um, ANOVA has a wonderful program where they do those exams. We go there as advocates to help that uh, victim through that process. 
We provide a link to emergency safe housing. We have Artemis House with a county contract to provide, and we have um, two locations, safe houses in the North and South County. So um, feel free to call our hotline if you want, if you are in need of emergency safe housing. And um, we also provide coordination. We um, get all the other providers in the county together. We have a wealth of resources in the county, and we all try to communicate and share and make sure that we're all informed about the resources that are available to the people we serve. Wow. I had no idea there was so much. That's uh, that's an awesome overview of the, the numerous services that are provided. And again, uh, uh, just need to talk or need help, uh, 703-360-7273, that 24-7 uh, hotline. How long have you been uh, working with uh, family services in the domestic and sexual violence service area? Um, I've worked here in Fairfax County for nine years. Um, I worked previously in Maryland and Alabama. So, um, wow. you know, I'm, I'm getting up there in experience, but <laughs> I really love it in Fairfax County. It's special in that we have, um, in most locations, domestic and sexual violence services are run by a nonprofit, which is a perfectly wonderful thing for each community. But we, our government has stepped up and said, we are going to focus these resources and make sure that they're there for our community. Our, our services are still confidential. Just because we're part of a government agency doesn't mean we're sharing with anyone. So if you call that hotline or seek counseling, it's completely confidential. Um, it's up to that survivor, whether they want to reach out to law enforcement or other agencies. But um, yeah, Fairfax County is a really nice place to provide these services. I could I could kind of tell by the passion in your voice. I could kind of hear it that you you feel that's a a strong uh, benefit and a strong positive for Fairfax County that it's a that it's a government uh, provided service. Yes, and you know we have wonderful partners who are nonprofits, and we try to cooperate well with everyone. Um, but it's really nice to be able you know CPS is on the next floor down, and we can just contact them and reach out when we have questions about how to deal with a situation regarding children. You know, it's just, it's really nice to have that um, level of priority from the county. And you said CPS, that's Child Protective Services? That's correct. Um, okay. They have their own hotline and, um, you know, they're, we don't share information. Our information is confidential, but um, it's nice to have them there to partner with us because we know a lot of time, especially in domestic violence situations, there are children in that home who are um, facing real a real tough situation and may need help themselves. I, I want to ask you, and it's 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 not off topic, but it's not <laughs> related to the to the topic of the online series that we're going to get to in a minute. You know, we're in the midst of this pandemic that's been going on, it, it seems like forever, uh, with, uh, you know, hopefully some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, various reports over the time, um, you know, with the pandemic, people not going out, we may see an increase in domestic and sexual violence services. We may not see an increase because people can't get out. So therefore, they're afraid to report that type of thing. What what's what have you guys been seeing during this pandemic uh, regarding domestic and sexual violence services? Any any ups, any downs, any anything you could report? Uh, certainly, initially, we had a lot less people reaching out. I think people were afraid. You know, they all had the feeling that I'm just going to need to stay in here in this house and can't really go out and seek help. 
and especially with children not in school. So they're not seeing the teachers and other authorities who might detect a problem. And so we had a decline in help seeking at first. But what we found was those who did seek help needed a whole range of assistance because of um, the economic downturn and the lack of housing options. And so it was um, fewer cases, but more work, I think, at first. But wow. um, now, and I've heard this from all the other um, agencies in the county, the upswing has started. People are starting to feel like now is the time you can start to reach out. And um, we've got legal services in Northern Virginia. You know, all sorts of people are reporting great increased demand for services right now. What is the main message that, that you would give to someone listening right now who is just hearing about domestic and sexual violence services? You know, why, why should they call you? Why should they reach out? You know, what, what, what would you say to someone listening right now that's unfortunately suffering domestic or sexual violence services? I would say, you know, we're a listening ear. We're here it doesn't mean that you've committed to do anything or to take any risks yourself. We're here to talk about your options and the different resources in the county and the context of our knowledge of what we've seen. We have a wonderful tool, for example, that can look at what's the situation in your relationship? What's the history of violence and threats? And it's very good at predicting how likely that relationship is to escalate into really serious violence. So it's good to um, reach out and just check in if you feel that um, situation. If you don't want to talk to us, reach out to someone else, some responsible person in your life or a friend. You know, just keep those options open because one tactic of um, most abusers and um, sexual assaulters is to isolate you and make sure that you don't have access to people that you can sort of check in with and and think things over with. So. Um, just take that opportunity, and um, we're here to help. The importance of uh, of talking and being around other people, uh, very, very uh, important and very powerful. We're speaking with Michelle Mueller. She's uh, with the Fairfax County Department of Family Services, Domestic and Sexual Violence Services. We're talking about sexual violence education uh, that in, in, in a new, or I, I shouldn't say new, a, a year-long online series about raising awareness about uh, various sexual violence topics. And Michelle, is it new or is this something that's uh, been going on for a while, this online series? It is, but what we found is the community and our partners didn't register that we had all those sexual violence services and they were um, more focused on our domestic violence services. So that's the purpose of this new effort to really publicize our services as well as sexual violence in the county. That's an interesting, uh, interesting point. Folks didn't realize uh, domestic and sexual violence services. Um, I mean, any, any, <laughs> any anecdotal or, or evidence-based or any, any research there to suggest why, why that would be, or is it just, just one of those things? Well, it's not just us. It's, you know, anywhere um, that there's a joint agency that has domestic and sexual violence services, because domestic violence services are more concrete, more well-funded, and less uh, taboo, they tend to get more attention. And so it's not unique to us, but we're mm -hmm. going to address it and um, make sure sexual violence survivors get what they need. Yeah. 
No, that, that was a that was a great uh, explanation, great rationale. I had never uh, thought about that or figured that out. And uh, I think the word that struck me there that you used was uh, taboo, and uh, that's that's kind of interesting. So when we're talking about this year long online series about raising awareness about the various sexual violence topics. Talk to me a little bit about that. Is Has it got some structure? Is there certain programs every month? You know, what is it like? What is what is the, the online series? Yes, we have pretty much a, an, an issue every month. We're going to start with some basic issues of um, how to talk to your children about consent. Um, we've done offered this training before, and it's been extremely popular. Just those basic issues of how to address personal space and boundaries and how to initiate that conversation. So one of our um, child and adult sexual violence counselors will present that, and she's great. And then second will be just basics on how to help a sexual violence survivor, how to have that conversation. I know it's hard, it's intimidating, and sometimes survivors feel they're being judged or pushed in a certain direction. So um, how to have that conversation and what, uh, how, to, how to help. Now, you say first and then second. So does this mean uh, there is a kind of a structured program, so you need to go ahead and, and get signed up for it now? Or is it uh, kind of a uh, revolving, ongoing type thing you could join at, or sign up at any time during the year and still have access to the previous sessions that maybe you have missed? Definitely uh, sign up anytime during the year, and um, these will be posted on our website, uh, fairfactcounty.gov. Look for domestic and sexual violence, and um, it will be posted there. It's not up yet, I'm sorry to say, but um, you can certainly pick and choose any of these. We'll also be you know, publicizing them any other way we can find on the county social media and creating flyers, bookmarks for the library, you know, you name it. So we would so encourage people to take pick up any of these that sound interesting because some will be more detailed than others. Right. So when, do you have a target date for starting when uh, the, the online series? Well, our um, one about consent, uh, talking to children about consent, we plan to start that in March. So we will get that information right away. We have to set up the online system, the registration and, um, you know, using all of our new online skills. So we will get that out as soon as possible. So we're hoping that's March, and then How to Help Survivors will be April. And then um, we're going to move on to some populations that are especially and uniquely affected by sexual violence. So we will have a presentation on um, sexual violence in the LGBTQ community. That will be presented by the Virginia Anti-Violence Project, which is a statewide LGBTQ advocacy group and has a great training. So I think that one will be... June, because that is LGBTQ um, Awareness Month. Hmm. Um, then we'll have um, one about incarcerated persons. And I know that doesn't sound um, obvious to everyone, but it turns out people who are currently incarcerated have one of the highest rates of sexual violence. And we've done a great job working with our sheriff's office. Um, anyone who, who's currently in the detention center can contact us anytime no charge. Um, and we will talk to them about violence that occurred, you know, while they were incarcerated or previously in their lives. So um, we just want to help publicize that so the community knows, you know, that's not a thing you need to live with if you're incarcerated. Um, right. And then our third special population will be 
adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And that's what we found is that's a large population that needs services that often weren't addressed while they were children because, you know, it wasn't reported or the, their needs weren't addressed. And so we have a wonderful male survivor who's going to do a presentation for us. Okay. Wow. So this is a uh, a timely interview we're doing then today to uh, to get the word out because uh, we are recording this uh, uh, toward the end of February. So uh, the series uh, launching in March of 2021. So if you are listening to this podcast, you know, after March, uh, the, the series is now underway. Still, uh, you can get in on it and uh, register to uh, watch the uh uh, the the webinars and the presentations uh, fairfaxcounty.gov just uh, search for uh, domestic and sexual violence services and uh, you should find the information there michelle thanks so much for coming on the uh, county conversation podcast a very timely and important topic what's your your final takeaway your final thought uh, anything i perhaps haven't haven't asked you that you would like uh, myself and our listeners to know about uh, domestic and sexual violence services here in the county, uh, this year-long online series, or or anything else? Um, so we're available. Um, we're happy to answer any questions um, or send a speaker to your group. Just let us know. All that information is available on our website. Um, we have such a great range of services, and we're here. That's, I guess, our main message. And if you don't mind, I'll let you in with the with those resources. Uh, I know you've mentioned the hotline. If you want to mention that again, anything else you want to mention uh, as we wrap up? Okay. Our 24-hour hotline is 703-360-7273. And that's really the best way. It's our gateway to get you if you need housing assistance or legal assistance or counseling. Um, that's the main line to access those. If you see someone you think, you know, may have problems, you don't need to investigate. You don't need to worry about what's actually happening or knowing what they should do. Just help them find resources from people who do. Just share it with, you know, others. Excellent advice. 703-360-7273. That's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So uh, any time of the day you feel like you need help or just need to talk to someone, you can call that 24-7 hotline. And of course, I do want to uh, uh, add in here that if you are in a life-threatening situation, please call 911. That is going to do it for this edition of the County Conversation. Thanks for listening. Thank and you. thanks to our special guest, Michelle Mueller, for uh, joining us today. For more Fairfax County news, you can visit fairfaxcounty.gov news or call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.